Hello and welcome to Podcasting is Praxis. It's another very special episode because today it may actually seem like screaming and crying because we've got, um, we don't talk about the weather on. Adam and Hugh are here. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, no worries. And then we've also got uh, Jamie on. All right. And Alistair. Hello. Um, I, I believe the topic of discussion today is to do with the London election. So we've gotten two members of the Islington lefty cult elite on today. <laughs> They're here. The London elite are here. I have and... been to Islington. I have been there. <laughs> damned, by his own, there. damned by your own words. <laughs> <laughs> Prefer Stowe Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. The, I think we may be among the rare podcasts in the UK that don't have anybody in London. If I'm, I'm reasonably sure about that. I'm like, I'm like your best attempt, and um, I'm still on the outskirts. I'm not. I'm, I'm in Essex, so it will be yeah. London in about like a year and a half. Oh so yeah, I mean, worry. you know, as as more and more mass accumulates in the centre of the black hole that is London, um, eventually <laughs> I'm going to spaghettify and just enter, you know the actual city of London, like, feet first. Well, that was the thing yeah. my mum used to say for years. She used to say, like, why would you want to leave Medway? Medway will essentially be part of London soon anyway. And it's like, I don't think it ever will be. Medway only just started getting, like, articles saying, if you live in London, but what a commute. Like, it only got those, like, two years ago, and those have been... Like, oh, yeah! Long <laughs> Great, my my two favourite things, extortionate property prices and having to commute. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so weird, because they, they bypassed... They bypassed Medway and went straight to Whitstable. Because that's it. Everyone yeah. moved down to Whitstable, like, five years ago, Yeah, they went to Whitstable maybe? and Margate, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Because it's, yeah. it's nicer than fucking Medway. <laughs> but did you guys see there was this recent spate of articles, I think, in the Telegraph, because, of course, the Telegraph, they had all these, like, oh, where to buy an hour outside London with your corona money. It's, like, cheap <laughs> houses for under a million quid. And it's like, what the uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was, it was It was all a lot of ones with, like, the most serene commute. It was something yeah. like that. The most calming commute. <laughs> what are you talking about? Here, are, here, are, here are our choice cuts of uh, properties <laughs> that have been uh, begun to become contaminated by the poisoned blood of London along its train routes. <laughs> an hour outside of London seems like an incredibly vague measurement. Like, yep. do you know what I mean? That includes yeah. Belgium by plane, <laughs> like Iraq by one of Saddam Hussein's missiles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Peterborough. <laughs> and just about Faversham. Yeah. I mean, it's going to include like Manchester or something by the time we get hyperloops. So it'll all be it'll all be good. I mean, you joke, but I used to have a manager who uh, commuted from Cornwall all the way to our office in Canary Wharf. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, yeah. That that lasted a long time before she took. What was she on like a three hour day? <laughs> well, well, she 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 went to the office once a month allegedly, um, but she turned up to the office once in the like seven month period after this change got made, and then she just like left the company. <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind commuting like the length of the country if it's once a month. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, she I would, I would do that for like for for money. Yeah, but Jamie, she couldn't even manage that. <laughs> the point. I mean, I probably, I probably wouldn't. I've never managed to fucking stick with any job I've ever had. So I think there's some friends of mine who live in London who commute for way longer than an hour. They live in London and it takes about an hour and a half. Adam, it used to take you like about two hours. Oh yeah, no, I used to, I used to commute from Hounslow, and yeah. that took me um, uh, forty, fifty minutes. Yeah, and that's only wow. into Central as well. It wasn't across the entire. You know, 
I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but I think uh, there are going to be, there are many exciting solutions to these travel problems uh, com- coming up on this episode. Do any um, of them involve Elon Musk firing Teslas down a sewer t- pipe? Very, very close, yes. <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to start with like a few small things. It's another day on the British Isles, so it's another fire and rehire scheme coming your way soon. Uh, this is the JDE coffee workers at the Banbury coffee plant. They are going on overtime strike because uh, the company that owns the plant, um, JDE, is threatening to fire and rehire all of them, despite the company last year making a £1.28 billion pound profit for the for the group owners. But, you know, everybody's going to get sacked <laughs> and re... Uh, this ties into one of my favorite things that started cropping up on Twitter recently, which is companies in the US that have been like, no one wants to work anymore. And it's like... Um, you know, it's like a oh, Wendy's. Oh yeah, there was Subways and something, somebody else. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like a Wendy's. It's like, oh, no one wants to work anymore. Like, a, like a sad post-it note stuck to one of the like um, drive-through uh, intercom things. And uh, it's not, no, 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 motherfucker. Just people don't want to work for minimum fucking wage uh, in the middle of a pandemic when they've gotten like any money at all from the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and the, the, like these companies are like like some of the like franchise are voluntarily like closing down stores and going out of business because they'd rather do that than raise wages, which is <laughs> so amazing. Co- coronavirus has done a real number on like managerial psychology. Yeah, because they don't have they they now that people have actually experienced it's like well actually there's a way of doing things without you know working people to the bone, like they. And and also there's the idea floated that you don't actually have to monitor people every second of every day. Like their oh, but reason try. for being... <laughs> oh, they're, they're, oh, no, they're it'll come that. right back. It's one of the reasons I think the working from home thing is like just a fake thing. But I, I think it will come roaring back. But it's, yeah, it's it's really done a number. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's you, on the one hand, you've got the middle managers that have suddenly deso- uh, suddenly realised that actually they're sort of surplus requirement. And also the on the other hand, you have... Uh, and I've said this before on the podcast, which is a bunch of, you know, higher ups in businesses going, why are we forking out millions of pounds a year for like thousands but of square footage and, and offices yeah. in London? For premises, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember we read some article by some psycho about how um, actually offices have always been this way. Therefore, they should never change. As <laughs> <laughs> I, like, you know, like a, 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 a harsh wind that blew article. Through- last week where it was it was something about how a study had shown that people like actually don't like working from home because <laughs> like some people are missing the office environment it's like oh yeah, yeah the office oh. banter thing yeah, every single one of them is I a mean, like you can't go out anywhere you can't go out anywhere for a year and a half you probably are going to start missing like the office do you know what i mean but yeah, you're not substituting it with anything else, are you? And that's yeah. basically all, all your social life ends up reducing once, to. It's once like you can work, work from and home, family and that's it once you can work from home and then go to the pub on an evening, I don't think anyone's going to want to go back to the fucking office then, are they? Oh, oh Nick Ferrari, it's his, one of his favourite things when I wake <laughs> up in the morning for my rage coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you just wake up with steam billowing out of your ears. <laughs> it's like people want to get back to work. They really want to be back in the office. Like me, I really, I'm really happy about going back to the office again. And it's like, you get picked up from your massive house in South London in a car and driven to work, to work for three hours... Yeah, in, in a big glass goldfish bowl where you can do your racism and they yeah. feed you pellets, I assume. <laughs> and then he's driven back. And it's like, that's not that's not what everyone else's experience is, for fuck's sake. Now, come on, there's the massive amounts of research he has to do that go into every show. 
<laughs> oh, what you mean? <laughs> to be you fair, mean they, he's producer. No, it's all right. Um, to be fair, Majid Nawaz is the one who does the research to find the um, white um, genocide people to call in for um, Kistan. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Sorry, Majid Nawaz to does do that, that stuff. For him. That must be one of the worst jobs in existence, to be the call screeners on LBC. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, there must be some real delight. The thing is, I, I shouldn't listen to it, but when I started listening to it, they used to have the odd show where they had no call screens at all, and it was Ooh. excellent. They used to do a, oh my they used God. To do a conspiracy theory thing late at night on like a, on one of the weekends. I, wa- I want a radio program where I stare directly into the void. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's when um, Thingy Peter Cook used to phone in as well. There's like a load of good Peter Cook phone calls where he used to pretend to be a Norwegian fisherman looking for his lost love. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, just to briefly return, like the, the yeah. JDE, 300 JDE coffee workers, they're going to go on strike, uh, at least regarding overtime from May 1. And of course, you know, full solidarity and support. They're being supported by mm. Unite. So if that's your union, see what you can do for them. And they apparently this coffee plant is mainly responsible for Tassimo, Kenko, and Lor coffee. So those are like three of the big supermarket brands. So if you run short in May, um, that's because your fellow workers are on strike and you should support them. And I don't know, drink something else. Well, is it again chicory or something? That shit they used to drink in the war instead of coffee. What is chicory? Is it just like bits of wood? Yeah, no, it's a root of some variety. I can't remember what exactly it is. Stick some sawdust in like a... Boiling, boiling water. There you go. Sort we of. had a we had a bottle of of I think it was chicory in the, in the cupboard for like about eight years, and we had no idea why or like where it had come from. <laughs> How was it? I, I, we threw it out in the end because it like grew legs. Do you know what I mean? It was just <laughs> I refused to pay rent. Yeah, you should you, you should you should have just like drank it on uh, the death day of uh, Philip in salute because he too drank chicory in the war. Fucking <laughs> fucking Julia ass way to go out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but we're on the on the cusp of a new revolution because the Treasury and the Bank of England are now getting maybe getting into the uh, Bitcoin trend, cutely named Britcoin by Rishi Sunak, the oh, Chancellor. Oh, Jacker. fuck off. <laughs> the name's half the battle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is already one called Britcoin, though. Yeah. Is there? I think there is. Yeah, well, of sure course there is. There must be. This yeah, the, fucking... <laughs> you're going to have that. I, do, do you remember when people thought that Rishi Sunak was smart? I say people, idiots. Um, but when they were all saying he's smart, now he's just going to become like he's going to properly become what he always was, which is a weird crypto guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was basically just that all stemmed from uh, you know a bunch of columnists going weak at the knees because he doesn't look entirely like um, the weird ghouls that constitute the rest of the Tory party. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's been stewed under a log for a hundred years. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, like Mervyn King also looked like a haunted owl. So, like, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the this is the Britcoin, um, and the idea is it will allow individuals like us, well, not me, but like you guys, to have uh, Bitcoin accounts at the uh, Central Bank of England instead wait, of having what? one at, at yeah. So, what, so it, wait, wait, wait. What, what, isn't isn't like now I'm I'm not partic- I don't particularly understand how exactly cryptocurrencies work, but my limited understanding is that the whole point the whole point of the entire enterprise is that there's no <laughs> central bank. Yeah. So I don't I looked into this right, and I don't know if it's actually like I don't think it's blockchain based or anything like that. It is blockchain okay. based, but like blockchain is based, it, like yeah. everything is blockchain based. Like people just claim yeah. this shit. 
Yeah, because it, it's just like a digital. It's a digital currency backed by the Bank of England, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's denominated in pound sterling, so I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> so it, it's, they've just it, they've just made, they've just come up with like post office accounts again, have they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It they just, call, like, they just yeah. call it Bitcoin now. Doesn't sound like I could use this to buy drugs on Telegram, so it doesn't sound worthwhile. <laughs> uh, what what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, back the uh, the gold that my World of Warcraft characters have with the money in my bank account, and then I'm just going to buy all my trans or do all my transactions in WoW Gold because it's backed by <laughs> yeah. So that's how I'm going to do my. That's how I'm going to buy my uh, weekly shop. You know. I mean, if it's backed yeah. by if it's backed by a central bank, it might actually be good. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to just a pyramid scheme for dipshits. Yeah, it, it would just be the same because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't fluctuate in value depending on how many people had that particular digital currency. It would be like, oh no, it's just a pound. It's just a yeah, pound, yeah. but on a <laughs> just a pound, <laughs> and you can spend it on things. You're not at the mercy. You're not at the mercy of Elon Musk's fucking Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, like, Jamie, you're really on one about Elon today, aren't you? Oh, we're just, just the yeah. biggest fucking dipshit on earth. Do you know what I mean? We should just rebrand as an Elon Musk podcast, to be honest, because every fucking like every fucking week he comes up because he's just, you know what I mean? Whether he's Did done you... anything or not, he's just fucking like omnipresent with his berserk eagery, isn't he? <laughs> so, like, essentially, how it would work, and I read the um, the report by the Bank of England because you know I like to rock and roll. Is essentially, it's like you would just pay for something in the shop. The payment would go to like a commercial payment provider, so something like Visa or Mastercard or something like that. And then they would then send the payment to like another intermediary layer, and then that there would be like five or six of those, and then that would go to the central bank, which keeps the central ledger of all payments. So, so like, it's just money. They've just yeah, invented just- money. They've invented yeah. money. Yeah. But but there's one there's one upside. There's more steps so that people can take a cut. Fantastic. No, no, but there's there's one thing in between that might actually, like in a theoretical sense, could be good, is is in this model, you don't need banks. Like you don't need RBS or okay. HBC or anybody right. else because it's just you, MasterCard, like a I don't know, somebody with a big bank of processors and then the central bank. So like you could Get rid of banks. See, a series of people I implicitly trust. <laughs> well, it so- that sounds like, I mean, stop me if you've heard this model before, but like in a world of kind of private providers providing a national provider that's a lot easier to use and is a lot kind of cheaper, sounds a bit like Corbyn's plan for like power and water. It's like, yeah, not quite nationalizing the entire sector, but just making a national company of your own yeah i mean in in the report they're extremely explicit that like the two steps in between you and the central bank so the payment provider and the like the the data aggregator those would be private companies private private but like yeah yeah you could turn this model quite easily into just you know central bank to you like that's that's possible i mean i don't know if it's possible because as we've discussed on several episodes now bitcoin is literally setting the planet on fire so like I'm, I'm not sure this is like a way we could do it but it's an interesting like there could be an upside but given that this is this government coming up with it it's just going to be scam. because i mean like yeah the principle behind bitcoin setting the world on fire is that it's a thing that they have to grow isn't it you have to mine bitcoin in order to create more of it and this isn't being mined Right. No, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 as, as far as I understand it, and I will confess, I didn't read eighty pages for like what I thought was going to be a five-minute conversation. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
So, I mean, technically, <laughs> it, if it's just a ledger maintained by the central bank, then it, it doesn't need additional coins because they could just create them with a touch of a button as they right, do now yeah. in quantitative easing and shit. So, like, going into, going into paint and copying and pasting more JPEGs. <laughs> well, they're, save, just, they're saving all the works. they're saving all the precious they're saving all the precious metals for the uh, Prince Philip Memorial coins. Mm. Are those <laughs> coming? I haven't seen those yet. They must be coming. They must be. They must be. Oh yeah, because because the, the thing that everyone wants on the fucking bat on the flip side of their coin is a the face of a literal zombie. Oh, they're going to catfish everyone with his picture, aren't they? Like all the memorial pictures, they're all catfishing with pictures of him, like from obviously fifty years ago. It's like, <laughs> look at him in his uniform, able to stand unaided. Look at him not subsisting on human flesh. <laughs> Look, let's not take... Well, you can't libel the dead, but let's not make un- unwarranted accusations. Well, you can't libel the dead, so do let's, uh, is what I would say. But, <laughs> but yeah, Jamie, uh, I don't know if you... Did you see this week, speaking of oh, going back to Elon Musk for a moment, did you see that one of the Teslas like hit a curb and then set itself and the occupants on fire? Yeah. And then, Jesus. Yeah, it sort that. of opened a portal to hell. <laughs> That was that was why it was on my mind. Like, yeah, there was there was a. I think two people were in the car and it was driving yeah. itself, but no one was in the driver's seat. So I assume they were fucking in the back, um, <laughs> and it drove itself into a tree because it's shit. And then it it caught on fire, and the fire uh, the fire department spent five hours trying to put the fire out. But every time they put it out, the battery just reignited, and eventually they had to ring Tesla and ask them what the fuck was up. <laughs> oh God. Which seems you imagine you imagine putting that down that tunnel now. Yeah, it yeah. seems inc- like an incredible <laughs> idea, doesn't it? You know what they, I mean. I remember saying they they use something like sixty four thousand gallons of water. You see that? I think I think the plan when everyone's in the like hyperloop sewer tunnel thing is if one of them catches fire, they just have to get like everyone in Las Vegas to flush their toilet at the same time <laughs> and drown them. <laughs> the siren goes off and everyone has to rush to the toilet. This is this is going to be like flush for the queen, but it's like flush for the NHS or something. That's that's. <laughs> um, but yeah, though he, he was immediately immediately of course on Twitter because one of his berserk fans was just like, "No, it wasn't the autopilot that killed him because like that couldn't because there's like five intermediary steps and obviously this was personal responsibility and not the fault of the magic car that obviously can't kill people." And Elon was just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah." <laughs> Such a great idiot. Was it like the story was like it, it reversed out of the driveway, drove a hundred meters down the road, and plowed into a into a pole? Some of that, yeah. Oh, I, lo- I love to That's invent a amazing. rude gold machine, and all it's capable of doing is killing people. Killing people who buy Teslas. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk's like the world's worst Batman villain. Do you know what I mean? Just <laughs> all the most successful. Like the Riddler with a business degree. <laughs> if the Riddler went to business school. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of killing people, uh, there's one more bit I wanted to talk about before we get uh, to our main topic. Was It was in Declassified UK, which is like the Maverick, and they do a lot of defense work and stuff. And essentially, it turns out that for the last at least 40 years, Britain's been running a privy council, like a very senior advisory council for the sultan slash dictator of Oman, which is just like, essentially, it's a giant uh, arms deal once again, because the UK uh, takes about... 5% of Oman's total GDP in arms buying because Oman's like by GDP the biggest arms buyer in the world. So like there's an advisory council 
of like pretty much everybody, um, seven current and former heads of MI6 and the UK military, a foreign office minister, a British oil executive, the ex-governor of the Bank of England, and one of the special advisors to Princes William and Harry. Um, they're all on this like weird... This is the fucking worst D&D group I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) And is the advice they give just invade thing? I think it's the advice is is by more, but it's the advice is by British, which I think is something we should all get behind. It It was beautiful because like I read that, I read that article and, uh, apparently it was revealed in like alan duncan's diary that he'd yeah. been going on these junkets to oman and his diary was called in the thick of it which is just the perfect jarring tonal change between like oh yeah this is a real omni shambles anyway how many anti-personnel minds do you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh so in 2012 the bae of course did one of their big, bigger deals for two and a half billion worth of fighter aircraft and like build building and maintaining bases in oman and just so we're very clear, these weapons and some of the other kit we sold them, including tear gas and body armor, were used in the Arab Spring to shoot and gas uh, protesters, of course, in the capital. And GCHQ apparently maintains three listening stations in the country. So, you know, that's that's just where, where we're at. You know, it's always comforting. Once again, another reason why Corbyn would never have been allowed to become PM, probably because mm-hmm. they he might have put a shit, stopped a shit like that. <laughs> And there was also another book a while ago by a former spook uh, called Alec MacDonald, who in the book revealed that he had run Oman's internal security service, so like the dissident uh, toenail extractors, um, and he'd run them from 1985 to 1993 on secondment from MI6. So essentially MI6 just runs the security state over there. He described like these parties that would happen as part of these little privy council meetings, which he said were like fairy tales. Um, the New Year's Eve parties, according to Duncan, were, quote, not so much a buffet as a sumptuous feast with two lines of tables, each perhaps 15 yards long, groaning with massive platters of lobsters, prawn, chicken, etc. And that was just for starters. So, you know, a massively impoverished country sitting on an important oil lane where we support dictators and literally, you know, the, the establishment of Britain just gets fat and happy off it. So... That's one of our favourite stories, isn't it? Well, fairy tale does seem right, because, like, fairies traditionally don't have any concept of the value of human life. (laughs) (laughs) They steal children. Yeah, just lounging around (laughs) and dancing while people die. It's actually the, uh, it is uh, MI6's highest honour, like in the uh, civil service they have like OBEs and KBEs. Uh, In the civil service they have, uh, they append your name with the butcher of. I assume when he says it's like a fairy story, they eat a bunch of lobsters and then fuck a dragon or something. <laughs> when you leave MI6, you know, like like in like American shows, like the guy retires and they give him like a fancy watch. Do you reckon they just give them like gold and toenail pullers with their names engraved on them? <laughs> they they get to any ears they take, they get to yes. I think yeah, they get just... to stick it on their necklace. Yeah. You know how that thing that sometimes creepy people do where they bronze like the first shoes of kids? Maybe they just get like a personalized sculpture of like bronze toes. I'm sorry, they do what? Yeah, I've never heard I've never heard of that like. We've we bronzed all the shoes of that school you double tapped. <laughs> I, I mean for, for sale children's shoes worn once. I hear you going into the private sector, so you get the gag gift. The car battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can just throw that into the sea, though. 
<laughs> anyway, um, speaking of ferrying things in the sea, shall we talk about, um, you know, because we had to get some Londoners in f- for this one, we thought we'd have oi, a look oi. at the uh, London uh, race, the race for the London mayor. Yep. Let me put down my Wilkes. I got my first bit of documentation through for it today. I got a little Ooh. book. I haven't had a single thing from any of the parties, but I did get a book which reminded me again of the weird shape of London constituencies that are all gerrymandered to fuck. <laughs> I thought they were just reasonably okay, or is it? Is this like MP constituencies um, or like well, there's like uh, well, one of the ones um, the, the different the little assembly constituencies, and like one of the ones that really stands out is Havering and Redbridge, which is like a nice long. It's like a weird curve that does clip into some of the poorest parts, but also has a lot of the people who live on the outskirts of really big houses. <laughs> <laughs> seems seems normal. Um, yeah. Does does it does it form an amusing shape though? That's the important question. Um, it's like kind of like a backward C, which you know that. Yeah, I've heard better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so what's what's it been like to live in the caliphate of Sadi Khan for the last uh, years? I, I'm surprised that <laughs> neither of you guys got stabbed before the recording. Yeah, we'd be ironic if I did get stabbed. <laughs> um, Highly inconvenient for this podcast. I'll be honest, I wouldn't be like, impressed. You didn't. You don't ever know because, like, the London Mayor thing came in in what two thousand. Mm. It was two thousand, wasn't it? It was a, a yeah, something thing. like that. Yeah, yeah. And like the first time, like I wasn't living in London then, um, but you know, you had uh, all the stuff of like Blair just just openly rigging the election to make sure Ken Livingston didn't win, and then he won anyway as an independent. Yeah, and like it's one of those things that you live with, and I think if you've got a if you want to be a success as this kind of London mayor, you have to have a really, you have to have a really strong brand or a strong personality. So, like, obviously, Ken has that. Uh, <laughs> Had Boris, that. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got a strong personality, perhaps emphasising in the wrong directions. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you then you have Boris. Obviously, puts his stamp, his personal stamp on everything he does and it's really the only way of like getting things done or getting yourself noticed is that and so like Sadiq Khan's been really like really weird having had those two in office because he is unbelievably unremarkable Mm -hmm. like he would not stand out in a crowd if anything it is remarkable given this role that how he is very he's been very wallpaper paced isn't he like even if he's Mm -hmm. on telly he's just like oh there's a guy yeah like, I don't know, like, on a personal level, he seems, like, nice enough, but there is absolutely nothing to it. I couldn't tell you, I could tell you maybe two things he's done, which is, there was fair hoppers, so if you've got, like, an Oyster card, you can go from, like, bus to bus within, I think, an hour, and you will only get charged for one journey. And I think he extended the uh, ultra-low emission zone. Uh, that's yeah, re- that's well, really, really it. And a lot and, of people are very, very angry about those local... Oh, I was just going to say, like, for for a very bland man who's done very little, he does seem to wind up the right like an incredible amount for for some reason. Like, yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like, people act like he's a combination of like um, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi and like the leader of the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Like, he it might be one of the like, and that that doesn't that isn't just YouTube commentators, although it's a lot of YouTube commentators and a lot of Twitter <laughs> replies, but it's like extends down to most conservatives. Mm. Like most Tories will try and monster him in that way, and it might be one of the few like times in in recent years that that hasn't worked simply because he's so obviously not that. He's so you know? bland; people can't really believe it. Can I, I mean, remember that um that painting? 
that guy did with Sadiq Khan hanging Tommy Robinson. What? Oh, God. Yeah. 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 It's the other thing is about the, the weirdness about uh, him as London mayor is that people getting mad about it, blaming him for things that he has absolutely no control over. Mm-hmm. Like when Blair instituted the London mayor like position, he kind of slotted it in between central government, which has got all the money, but then foisted off all the responsibility to local councils. Because still got lo- like local borough councils that are oh, that elected familiar. separately. <laughs> you know, like they have all the responsibility, but also they don't have money. They're not allowed to raise any any money of their own. And so you've got sort of got this position like sandwiched in the middle, and it ends up kind of the London mayor is like, oh, he's a London special guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a special you- little guy. He's our special little guy. Oh my god! James just dropped the picture of uh, Tom. <laughs> he was just talking That's about amazing. him. Fucking... Oh my oh, god! Yeah, I, I forgot that. about this one. I, I love the I love the little tape over his mouth. The little girl with the little heart on her shirt, being having her mouth covered by the police rather than just having. No, it's the yeah. and have, in the top right, it's the it's the uh, it's the crescent and star of the Isl- of Islam over. Oh, a... for fuck's sake! And the police <laughs> yeah. are bur- and the police are burning a Union Jack. Also, <laughs> at Tower Bridge, which nearly all the adverts for different people are for um for London Mayor. They're always by Tower Bridge. Yeah, because they're like we need to just so London. It's so London. I have never walked across that bridge. I have never. <laughs> <laughs> near that bridge i have lived here since i was 18 so a long time and i have never gone anywhere there's no need to go anywhere near that bridge except if it's you're just, gonna hang tommy robinson apparently they didn't they didn't give they didn't give him any power over like like in the old days like you would have had like uh, i think the glc had power over like actual houses like mm. they had power over schools and stuff like that like sadiq khan has none of that he can uh, like advise on things and like one of the big one of the big issues that everyone seems to mention is like low traffic neighborhoods yeah but even um, they as, as far as i understood it are like in control mostly in control of the local borough councils right yeah so yeah. it's 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 borough councils putting in a measure that they've thought up in order to meet the commitments that the mayor has set for them like the mayor like sets out the, the london plan and says we want to reduce emissions and then the councils have to do it but like and even, it's like, like the one round here started before him as well. Yeah, it was very possibly the previous London plan that Boris Johnson put in that the councils yeah. then thought that was the idea that they wanted. But so, so what's like what's what's he running on this time? Like I, I have I didn't do I didn't do any research um, on Sadiq Khan. <laughs> I had a I had a look through his manifesto and it's like a hundred and two pages, mostly prose about it's all it's it's fine you, if have you ever read a new, new labor manifesto because you've read this yeah you know? and it's perfect I've, because that's what that's what this role is it's like he's halfway between a hedge fund manager and like a project manager well i've got you know, the page open really of weird. my little book that i got sent and he's calling for jobs 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 he's going to bang the drum for investment god <laughs> yeah he doesn't say liter- exactly the same thing does he literally say jobs 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 Yes, it says job, job, job. Oh, <laughs> Actually, there were there were a couple of um, like what's the word? Not new labour, current labour, like little ticks in there that obviously he's put in in the last year or so. Mm. So like he he had in his introduction said, at its heart, London remains very much an English and a British city. Uh, so you know, it's that like just uh, not nothing you could really call him on, but just that little edge of the English. Um, yeah, so rather than full on flag shagging, you just get a, you get a chubby every time you see like a twenty pound note. Yeah, he mentions pearly kings and queens, which I haven't seen one of those since I was a very little child. I don't know what they think that happened. I think I think they're endangered now. I think they're like they're kept like museum fremen somewhere in East well, London. Well, they're um, they're Christian charity fundraisers. 
like that's what they are and they're all they must all be in their 80s i don't know if they recruit new ones i don't but yeah like it's it's mostly kind of like the business as usual stuff i mean he talks about like a recovery board for covid you know that's the jobs 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 we're going to bounce back better blah 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 and he has <laughs> bounce, like bounce, bounce, re- back 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 better 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the rest is just like a global city, high streets, strong communities, digital age, get people on the internet, community policing, Green New Deal, mental health. Oh my god, it's it's just the same. It's just I've read this before. <clears throat> yeah, Hang on. he's also tough on crime and the cause. Oh, they're all crime. tough on crime. I is can that, that. It's a fucking corporate social bit responsibility. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, ad infinitum. Ad infinitum. Make everything greener and techier and more equal. But actually, what will happen is things will get greyer, more unequal, and you know you'll get more viciously miserable. The algorithm's yeah. sick. Dog. Is he? I mean, does he have any plans for like renters or something? Because some of the others have like berserk plans for for like fixing high rents in London. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's talking. He did talk in the in the thing about oh yeah no I've uh, pioneered pioneered it was like I can't remember the wording it was pioneering introducing rent controls and it's like what. Yeah, because I mean, everybody else is, is attacking him or? for like, oh, he's going to do rent controls and like come after the NEHS nurses' pension. That is also a housing estate or something. I don't. Why? Why? Why is like? It always seems like you have the most, you know, like Sadiq Khan's ilk. It's just a minor thing that doesn't amount to anything, and. As we've said, like we would just lose their fucking minds over, you know, right wingers rather lose their fucking minds over it, and then what happens? Like, you know, he say it. Well, he's going to win. I think that's pretty much a, a fair oh, conflict yeah. at this point. Oh yeah. But um, uh, you know, he's oh yeah, we're going to do the pioneering of the whatever. You know, we're going to make the houses and all that better. And I think what's going to happen is it- I think you've cursed him. I think now that you've, <laughs> you've said he's, he's guaranteed to win, it's going to be gammons <laughs> and a landslide. Well. Yeah, oh, fine. Like banter timeline, it's, whatever. Let's let's go with it. But like, if if he if he does win, is it going to be anything like even like Berlin? You know, where they actually no. did put in fucking no, because rent controls. He, no, of course if not. If he does anything about like, if he does any kind of mansion tax or anything, Mylene Class will be after him for like upsetting her grandma or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to watch out for all those little, all those dear sweet little old ladies who are only who've only got a state pension to live on. And a fourteen-bedroom castle to live in. <laughs> hey, look, that's called a small apartment here in Switzerland. Um, look, her husband died very recently. There's no need to t- talk about it like that. Wait, <laughs> Prince Philip was a bigamist. Um, no, I mean, one of the main reasons this guy's gonna is gonna win is because Sean Bailey, um, the Tory ca- candidate, is just a rolling s- scheme of n- nothing. Like that guy. Every time he opens his mouth, it's just gets shit. Just gets worse and worse. I mean, that's well, not the Tories cut thing. funding, didn't they? Didn't they cut funding to him? Yeah, yeah they I cut think, funding for his yeah. campaign <laughs> because <laughs> oh they they know that it's like. Also, Sadiq Khan is more useful to them because yeah, the mayor can't do way, shit, way and then they yeah. can blame him for all well, the I mean, things. There, there's sort of a theory out there that like John Bailey's campaign is like also not really focused on London. It's focused on the uh, MP constituencies in like sort of a circle oh. outside London because he's, he's meant to drum up support fucking, there. He's a fucking, um, oh, like college campus uh, Facebook ad, but writ large, basically then. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, oh, these the fucking, the woke left, they're trying to trying to drive out the, he, the so far true as I, English people of London. 
uh, Sadiq Khan is. And so, so far as I could tell, he's not like he's not directly about the the, the other candidates we'll discuss are much more about the the woke left and and the intolerant mobs who are silencing us. Um, but he's just, I mean, he's just essentially a Tory prick. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and and has been for a long time. He was a a, a council worker, I think, for uh, for a long time, a youth council it, worker. A so, yeah, he was a social worker, I think. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, worker. yeah. Um, he was one of those social entrepreneurs that um, Cameron liked to promote. Yeah, so in 2005... <laughs> social entrepreneur. It just sounds like he's, it means that he's literally sold off like everyone he's ever been friends with. I think that's just like... <laughs> It's just like the people trading in Adrenochrome. Like, that's your local Adrenochrome dealer. That's that's. Kind of... <laughs> but yeah, already in 2005, he wrote a pamphlet about inner cities, uh, charmingly called No Man's Land, where oh, he good. wrote that good-looking girls, quote-unquote, did have a ten- tendency to have been around. Um, I'll leave you to draw your conclusions as to what he meant there. Um, and <laughs> in an... Damn, there's too many hot women in London. <laughs> what, what the fuck? They're all going to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not that's what he that. mean. That's what he means when he said being around, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, because in, in 2010, he wrote an article in The Sun suggesting that teenage mothers uh, push people who, quote unquote, do the right thing down the priority list for social housing. And then in 2008, told The Guardian that children are using abortion as a contraceptive. And, you know, oh, boy. Just a very pleasant guy. Um, I mean, his- you 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 can get the you can get the mark of someone just by them. You know, as soon as they say something like that, it's you are just at your core a horrendous piece of shit, right? I mean, I, yes. I would I would argue that if someone ever describes anyone as a social entrepreneur, you should know right away that they're some kind of fucking dickhead. <laughs> but yeah, this this time around, he's promising to create almost nine hundred and fifty thousand jobs in London over five years. But when wow. you read his, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> begs the question, really. He, does, it? he has no he says, power over that. He says nine hundred twenty-four thousand jobs, and because it's nine hundred twenty-four, that makes you feel like it's yeah, because it's yeah, oddly it could specific. very well be real. It's like, oh, there's it's definitely been, numbers it's been costed there. Out. Yeah. Is this going to be? Is this going to be like the fucking um, nurse jobs that was in the like the 2019 manifesto, where it's like, oh, there's going to be more of them because they won't have left. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the only concrete like hiring promise I could find was: would it surprise you to know to hire eight thousand more cops and reopen police stations everywhere across London? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, yeah, I mean, and by the way, that number, and he boasts of this in his manifesto. Um, that this would give London more cops than New York City or Paris, two cities famously where you want to be around the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's 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 um what was uh, Sadiq Khan's like? Did he have much to do with cop shagging in his manifesto? He he did the usual thing of like, oh, we're going to hire like a th- we've hired like a thousand more cops. Community policing, Bobby's on the beat, street face. You should know who your copper is. Yeah, I love the Overton window um, moving in this direction. It is good. I like to be able to choose between one thousand and eight thousand more cops. Well, don't worry because <laughs> Sean Bailey, Sean Bailey's cops are also local, neighbourhood, familiar to you, unit. Uh, yeah, I remember you from when you had your fucking boot on my head last week. Cool. They <laughs> yeah. um, I've noticed like because I live in a like in Walthamstow. There's like nice bits and there's shitty bits, like in, like everywhere. And in London, like some of that is like really stark. But the police hang around and talk to you more in the nice bit, and there's nothing more fucking unsettling than when they come up to you and they say, "Hello, are you having a nice day?" And it's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck do you want?" Yeah, I was um, 
I was incredibly drunk in Stratford-upon-Avon once, and I injured myself walking back to a campsite. And so, like, two o'clock in the morning, we ended up back in the town centre. And I was like, my my legs were bleeding because I'd run into a barbed wire fence. And um, <laughs> we were, like, hanging around by the, the public toilets. I'd gone in and, like, washed the blood off my legs. And we were talking to a couple of uh, a couple of lads that were, like, hanging around. And they were they were play fighting and a police car pulled up and me and all my mates who were just there like camping all just immediately took off down the street. And like <laughs> the, uh, the two lads and the, and the cops were like shouting after we're like, what's the matter? What's wrong? And like, we, we stopped and we went back and the cops are just getting out the car and the two lads had gone, Oh, we're just play fighting. And the cops had just gone like, no, and just sort of like jokingly joined in. Whereas like, you know what I mean? Where we're from, That's the cops terrifying. would have just fucking battered the shit out of you for like for for just being on the street at night. You know what I mean? It's like that sounds ter- that's a, that sounds more terrifying. Where they're like, "Oh, jokey, jokey." Yeah, I yeah, had one, was, I had one com- try, to, try to stroke my dog. It was completely alien, like because it's, it's but it's just it's a nice area, isn't it? So the police just mm. can afford to just like twat around and be nice. You know what I mean? Always more likely to see them in the nice bits as well. Did they think it was much ado about nothing? <laughs> uh, the, the the only thing that's like <laughs> I think oh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be like good uh, about maybe having these extra cops is that he's promising that there are going to have to be regular drug tests for all businesses with more than two hundred fifty staff, and I'm not sure the city of London is <laughs> exempt off. from that. Really, <laughs> drug tests. That's pure. That's um. That's that American to UK conservative pi- conservative pipeline. Yeah, you, you know, policies get floated over there, and they come straight over here without thinking, really thinking about anything, just putting it in there. It's like every time they do a test of the um the backs of toilets in central London, and they're all just like, yeah, there's a lot of coke here. Yeah, everything is literally. <laughs> I think like the water, coke. the Thames is like five percent coke. They literally. Well, that's what they do. They test. Thing, they it? test the sewage water to see how much yeah. how much coke's been. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to do it properly. Because it's everyone. <laughs> You can just like imagine like half of Canary Wharf like sticking, mm. you know, straws in the Thames, just desperately trying to get off their face again before the cops come <laughs> to scan them, lapping up the Thames water. <laughs> I mean, one way or another, you'll end up in hospital. We 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 were talking earlier about um uh like full body scans and that is one of the things that he wants to introduce he wants to have in london underground platforms at like the the ticket barriers he wants to have full body scanners to prevent knife crimes in the underground <laughs> i'm just gonna oh, turn the fucking i'm just gonna a... turn the fucking walkie-talkie building into a giant metal detector <laughs> <laughs> there's been a couple of times i've seen there's like stations with the with the metal detectors and they're fuck they take forever yeah because it's like because everyone's in a rush, and it's like, okay, look, there's. A I'm just of picturing they'll have that you know? big thing from Total Recall, you know, when you walk through it, and it just shows you. Skeleton. <laughs> oh, that'd be excellent, actually. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> with like the knife highlighted yeah. in red. <laughs> and one of the things he seems really obsessed. Simple with, solution: make a knife out of bone. And one of the things he seems, <laughs> speaking of the like the underground, one of the things he's really obsessed with is, and um, all all the like the mad candidates, including this guy, are is like they want to fix transport for London by like just cutting it to the fucking bone. Um, mm-hmm. He claims that there is ten billion worth of waste in transport for London, quote unquote. Because um, so he thinks buses are a waste. <laughs> no, specifically, <laughs> I, I assume, that he thinks I assume a, it's they're paying people, and and they could not do that. Yes. 
Yes, there is a specific line, quote unquote, about the gold-plated pensions enjoyed oh, by Transport for London. So that that definitely yeah, I like, the, the concept of a gold-plated pension in the year of our Lord 2021 is frank, frankly fucking insane. Mm. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that anyone who is going to retire on a final salary pension did so in like 2012, and like you know, it's pure you know ideology. Um, the idea of like cutting waste it's like what, what would you term in as being waste and almost inevitably it is you know whether it's the nhs whether it's public transport whether it's any other kind of public good it's something that unless you're a bloke in or like unless you're a physical bus or like a physical mri scanner that's considered to be waste like and no you see what you, you know, do I is mean, you pay one of your mates like a hundred grand a year to fire everyone like to fire like you know twice as many like you get them to fire 200 grand a year's worth of people and then that's efficiency mm. yeah does he med- does he mention um the like tfl's land a lot of them quite are quite angry at the amount of land tfl has uh because- I, I can't remember he does make a big point of it but like he's it's really weird because he also i mean much like i guess sadiq's uh manifesto there's a big bit about like making london green and sustainable and air pollution and that kind of stuff but like at the same time, the other big p- tempo of his program is like just to completely scrap all the low traffic zones and the congestion charges. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are you making London green <laughs> if you just <laughs> let everybody fucking do a Jeremy Clarkson again? Did you see that? Um, he, he tweeted about you know, oh, I'm uh, like get rid of all the um, congestion charges, and uh, he took a picture. It like he had a picture taken of him driving around London. And it's like I'm going to drive around London to prove my point, and he left his uh, number plate in the picture. <laughs> and someone looked him up, and they saw that he was a uh, um, he was exempt. It's like motherfucker, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's like, all of them. I mean, all the other candidates are fucking obsessed with the low traffic zones and and the congest- congestion charges. But like, it's just also, I mean, it's just copy paste from the Tories because they do want the same fucking thing um, as well. And tell you what, we'll turn this into a small guess. He was asked during an interview what he would do as mayor for London's sixty-two thousand. Uh, households that are homeless. So what do you think Sean Bailey's advice is for the homeless to get shelter? Throw them into a big blender. Almost. Any other takers? Put them in houses. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Specifically, what he said, he he suggested, well, why don't those 62 homeless households uh, just save up for a deposit so they can buy one? Oh. (laughs) Yep. Oh. Just, oh just goodness. buy a house. Why haven't I thought of this before? So, I've not I've got f- a house. Buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Genius. This one weird trick. A- <laughs> I yeah. found this character profile on um, on Sean Bailey, where like a, a a growing number of like Tory talking heads claimed that they were homeless at some point. Mm. What in their in their life? He said, "Oh yeah, I was uh, I was homeless." But you know, it's the worked your way to the top kind of thing. And it's like yeah. it's funny how all these politicians and people have you know gone through extended periods of homeless, and they're all working class. But when they get in there, there's absolutely nothing they can do for them. Well, is he was he homeless in in the sense that Ian Duncan Smith was homeless and like unemployed, and he had to like stay at his like his wife's parents' castle. M- was it where house? he was technically yeah. homeless while he was moving between his two houses? Oh, some it's some fucking <laughs> he was, shit like that. While he was driving between his two houses, yeah, or, or he was yeah, like oh, his his grace and favor mansion didn't technically count as a home or something, some bullshit like that. Yeah, 
But don't worry. Um, I mean, in, in terms of Holmes, and then we'll stop talking about him because he's going to fucking lose and he's not that funny, whereas the others are really funny. He's also pledged he's going to build 100,000 homes, each costing 100,000 quid. What, in London? Yeah. Or... Uh, no. I mean... <laughs> no. But Just, the, weird, the weird thing is, like, and you know, I'm neither... A that's not the weird thing! No, no, no. This is, it, that's pretty weird already. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm not very good at maths, as anybody who knows me will attest. Um, but 100,000 homes times 100,000 quid, uh, and that's the sale value, so fuck knows what the build quality will be. But let's assume that's a 10 billion uh, quid's worth of cost, right? For That's just the, the math. But he says, how, how are we going to fund that? He says, well, we're going to fund that by a 4 billion government fund. All hmm. right. Sure, right. why not? Fuck it. Pretty you know? Sure. Pump another four billion into the housing market. Why? Not? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know. and I mean, with six can... billion missing, like this, the math, like even on the face of it, doesn't come nearly close enough to, to being able to do that. Mm. Isn't he going to want? <laughs> doesn't he want um, to have corporate sponsorship on the tube as well? Yeah, which, that's a thing that the he Tories does. are desperate for. Yeah, um, he, he replacing estimates... the fucking tube names with um, like like replacing like Thames Water with Evian Water. Yeah. Or, or like, uh, you can have those that fucking god-awful Oslo Mittal thing that was next to the Olympic Stadium, but in every tube station. I do, no, I, do but I, I like that Helter Skelter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they turned it into a Helter Skelter. Ride. Well, that's the I thing. Do. Like, at first it wasn't a slide, and then they just, they were, like, after a couple of years, they just turned it into a Helter Skelter. <laughs> I do like how we are not even five years away from the vitriol that, like, Diane Abbott got for uh, misquoting... Or like miscap basically mm. like misreading a number or whatever for like how much a bunch of cops cost. Yeah. Um and here is Sean Bailey, like, you know, not like off the cuff. He's not been oh, he says this is like a manifesto. This has been written down. Mm-hmm. Four billion quid for a ten billion quid thing that would it would cost. And it's like, no, that's fine. Just <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know I know that the Tories play I mean, I assume, fucking easy mode, but sometimes it's so egregious and just I in assume your face. The reason it's only going to cost like four billion is because they're going to make sixty grand profit on every house. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I'll leave you with one of my one last highlight of, of Sean Bailey, which is buried in near the end uh, about London ethics and values. And what he says is, when he's mayor, he's going to impose London City Hall sanctions on China until it stops its human rights violations. Um, And the the way he's going to do that is he's going to stop um, the twinning with Beijing, because apparently London and Beijing (laughs) are twinned as cities. And there's going to be no more of that until you stop mistreating the Uyghurs. London's (laughs) special guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Sean Bailey's going to just send a guy out with like one of those little chisels to chisel off. Uh, like twinned with Beijing off of a bunch of road signs, and that that's it. <laughs> Moscow, I'm new sure, best friend. <laughs> I'm sure Xi is shaking in his boots. Yes, yes, absolutely. Anyway, shall we? Uh, do you want to talk about the Lib, Dem- Lib Dems? I have no idea what those fuckers are up. Yeah, so obviously, you know, our main priority here is to look at the Lib Dems because they have <laughs> so much power. They're f- the the future of the Lib Dems. Well, they're winning is very here. Important to bridge. <laughs> Their future the Lib- is very important. Is it is it the Lib Dem fight back? Does it begin in to, London? Oh, <laughs> it begins here, and it begins by um, so <laughs> it begins with the so the original candidate uh, in twenty twenty was um, Siobhan Benita, who's a former civil servant who um, 
had defected from, well, she was a civil servant who had said like, oh, I'm Labour through and through. She, yeah, she defected to the Lib Dems because of Europe in uh, 2016. Oh, that was her. That, yeah, yeah. I remember. She also said that um, she'd always be Labour in her heart, even after she'd joined the Lib Dems, which is, you know, a stellar, <laughs> is she, is stellar she, endorsement for the Lib Dems. Is she, is she like a fucking uh, Mike Gates, like, long lost love or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but w- when the election was postponed um, from last year because of COVID, she said she couldn't continue campaigning because the role was unpaid. <laughs> and they didn't give her any money. <laughs> well, they got to give money to the EU Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Those capes um, don't pay uh, for themselves. What's she, what's she up to these days? Actually, no, don't tell me. <laughs> I think no. she's still in Europe. I um, think she's still but- in Europe. She was lost somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> she got done in one of those hostels, like in the film. <laughs> oh my god, we can um, but we can but dream. R- rather than like questioning, hey, how come we can't afford to put up a candidate in London when it's <laughs> you know postponed for a year? They started um, shortlisting for new candidates. <laughs> um, they put up two two new candidates. Uh, one of which was uh, raw food chef and juice guru. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this already. Uh, uh, Gita Sidhu Rob. Vote for the Juicero for Mayor of London. <laughs> um, and Louisa Porritt. Those are the two the two front runners. Um, Gita Sidhu Rob had to drop out because while she was contesting a general election in Blackburn in 1997, for the Tories, <laughs> um, she oh was filmed God. saying, don't vote for a Jew. Jack Straw is a Jew. Oh yeah, oh, that's her. That's Remember her. her, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Her. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, one, that's, that's one of our one of my favourite characters that I've become aware of as a result of this podcast. Oh my god! Uh, literally, um, going, was it literally going down the street yelling Jack Straw is a Jew? On, on a yeah, yeah. trying trying to do that uh, that thing where they think that it's courting Muslim votes by saying that you know he <laughs> waged war in Iraq for Israel or whatever. Whereas actually he waged war in Iraq for himself. So himself. This is what we like to call nuance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, what's more important here? Is it the fact that they couldn't, literally couldn't afford to pay a candidate to keep campaigning for them? Or is it that all of their candidates seem to come from somewhere else? Mm. Seem to be far more comfortable with other parties. And they're like a clearinghouse. <laughs> for the other parties. So yeah, you end up with uh, Louisa Porritt, who's now the uh, the Lib Dem candidate. She's pretty standard. She worked in a comms department forever and ever and ever, including Global Council, which was the uh, PR agency that Peter Mandelson said. Uh, yeah, but, oh, they're, good. but that's good. I mean, somebody's got to council the Globe. It's true. <laughs> um, if by the Globe you mean BP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they exist. You know. They are on the Globe. They, so. they, they are made of people. And they, and they are global. <laughs> oh, God, they are global. I mean, those are the two constituent parts of being global. <laughs> um... <laughs> Her manifesto is is you might recognise it. Um, she's going to appoint <laughs> George, George a Jobs. task. She's going to appoint a task force to reinvent the high street by looking at hybrid use uh, things. She references other Lib Dem councils that have combined council uh, council public services with coffee shops. That's In- inspired. Good, apparently. The job center um, at the back of a Costa. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jamie, you can get uh, another qualification alongside your global communications yeah. and then get a coffee <laughs> afterwards. 
the usual stuff, support for small businesses, apprenticeship hubs. Um, oh, this was interesting. Super fast broadband for tubes and high streets. Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a free. Do you know what? I would free, I would, free super fast broadband for tubes and high streets. I yeah, would be. Like... I would go so far as to say that that's such a good idea that we should expand on it. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on there. <laughs> what? Next, you'll be saying we should nationalise sausages. Well, I mean, that's a given. That is that is <laughs> part of the podcasting is practice manifesto for <laughs> Jamie to be elected mayor of London. <laughs> Actually, why don't we just naturalise the national uh, naturalise nationalise Richmond sausages, and then everyone else can choose their more fancy sausages? But you've always got a basic sausage <laughs> choice. Vote, 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 vote the podcasting party sausages, sausages, sausages. <laughs> Um, I certainly they... grab more attention grabbing than job, job, job. That's a fucking job. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry. They're going to trial universal basic income. They're going to fund free ticket giveaways to West End shows for young people from low-income families. Oh, fuck. After they've been fuck out of college fuck. for two years from disadvantaged areas and... Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't necessarily I'd love, I'd love say, like... Rece- on a low key, it's like, yeah, whatever, fine. But haven't low-income families got it hard enough... But no, I'm being so, no, no, to no, turn I'm their life this. around. I'm, I'm fucking not having this. It's just this fucking Hallmark movie ass fucking mm. shit. This is fuck you. This is like, oh, what we'll do is we'll give some poor kid from a disadvantaged background in I don't know Tower Hamlets or something. Like he'll get a once in a lifetime uh, chance to see the seventh remake of fucking Kinky Boots or something, and that's gonna listen in sp- Billy Elliot. They're fucking. <laughs> Listen, there are so many people who have turned their life around and founded a juice bar because they went and saw cats. <laughs> if, if, if cats is, is the cause behind that fucking like cereal bar, then the entire West End needs to be burnt down. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at George Galloway. He went to cats and then he became one. So, you know, it's all fine. Um, taking so homes they said they would drive forward the affordable homes program Uh, i don't know what that means um essentially (laughs) it's it's the same problem that every every politician has which is how are you going to deal with developers they are the ones who have all the money they expect to receive the money why aren't you giving them the money and She said, oh, there'll be no more desperate deals with developers, but they will work with leading development ex- experts to recruit and run the how- the affordable housing organization according to industry best standards. So that means they're going to get in bed with developers. Yeah, but the best, I mean, they're not bad standards, they're good standards. Not the bad standards. What do oh, we want? Shit. Good standards. <laughs> I mean, it's just, more good uh, property developers. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one, like, whoever you vote for, it's going to be like backhands to fucking property developers like labor councils tory councils lib dem councils it's all just sort of you know yeah it's the one it's the number one problem in british politics is like is there actually going to be any politician that is going to not do things this way you know is there going to be any actual fucking politics yeah well i I, it's there's a power base in that property developers are super rich super influential and occupy every single area of house building they are the ones that make housing expensive to build and uh, charge a lot of money because they've got to recoup that profit are you going to stand up to them or are you what are you going to do and that's that's the thing the answer to all of Um, them being no we're just gonna like well i mean it's just it's just impossible to do anything that even vaguely you know destabilizes the housing bubble and because we, we've got to keep that fucking thing propped up. Otherwise, a lot of middle class people are going to be very upset. Yeah. 
do, do you have more Lib Dem ship? Because if you want to be, if you're sure. upset about many things, then then there are other candidates for you out there. I maybe... have I have a couple I have a couple more things. All right, cool. Go for it. Uh, she has a plan to rewild London, which involves uh, greening every Burn roof. it down! <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. She's going to green every roof and create more parks. No. That's not rewilding, that's is it? That's literally no. not rewilding. No. That would be burning no. it down, which would be good. Just release a hundred <laughs> warthogs into like um, Hyde Park and wolves <laughs> released into um, St. James's Park. And then, you know, as people are moving out from the monsters that now live there. I saw that, that video better. on YouTube. You get the beavers in to change the river and then the wolves come back. Then yeah. the deer come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's yeah, going to... Uh, a giant beaver dam in the Thames would be amazing. It would be pretty great. <laughs> Actually, that's going to be... Legalize weed. Actually, that's that's going to be a problem because Sean Bailey also promised that he would increase traffic on the Thames, and he wants to do waste removal and get waste barges to trundle down the Thames instead of garbage trucks. <laughs> nice. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love to cross the Thames and just walk over a massive barge full of human shit? <laughs> um, usual stuff on community policing: double the number of police officers for each ward, at least four PCs in every neighbourhood by twenty twenty four. A that... cop of every home in every home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, there's like hundreds of wards. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that? Um, do you reckon that'd be more or less than um, uh, Sean Bailey's eight thousand, and I think also the UKIP's guys eight thousand? Uh, but there is a guy who's going to recruit even more cops. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> the last two, uh, yeah, legalize. Well, legalize weed. Not actually legalize weed. The actual wording is Liberal Democrats. Liberal Democrats, remember, whenever they say that, they mean, oh, you mean the Parliamentary Party. <laughs> um, Liberal Democrats will encourage the, encourage the <laughs> Metropolitan Police to use the discretion it has available to effectively decriminalise the possession of cannabis. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, happen. oh, fucking. So, so like, the, the party that is, like, famous for being, like, milk toast, non-politicians, is not even capable of... Oh. Wait, like, look, admittedly, the London mayor can't change that law. They can't even instruct the uh, Met Police to, like, relax their stance on it. Like, we're gonna, we're why gonna, even we're include gonna, it? We're going to bust Joe Swinson in or fucking Willie Rennie or whatever. <laughs> bust him in to, like, <laughs> beg Cressida Dick to not beat up black people ca- carrying any cannabis anymore. Yeah, that's going to go fucking swimmingly. Well, I mean, what, what we have seen in the last couple of weeks, for sure, is if you ask the London Met very nicely to do things, then they tend to nicely respond to that. <laughs> um, this, this, this manifesto is the most radical uh, left-wing manifesto I've seen because she also talks about ending stop and search and stopping facial recognition technique. Oh, uh, boy. Tech. But, don't ah. worry, it goes further. She's going to rename one of the wards in Brixton the Brixton Windrush Ward. Wow. For fuck's sake. That's worth it. None of the other candidates have promised to change the name of the ward to the Jobs, Jobs, Jobs Ward. So that's you know, we, just... thank, we thank the Windrush generation for their sacrifice in, enla- in enabling us to rename this high street. <laughs> We have renamed the skate park next to Brixton Academy, the Windrush Skate Park. <laughs> the Nelson Mandela Affordable Home Park. <laughs> to be honest, it's the Lib Dems I remember from pre-2010. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like that's that's what this is. <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. It's Yeah, with the with only what, a quarter of the seats? 
It's going great. I mean, is there, that, yeah. is there much or like any kind of a difference between this manifesto and the Labour one? Because it sounds pretty fucking the same. Um, there's more liberalism in it. Oh, good. With like My capital like L liberalism. liberalism for what that's for whatever that's. Did you worth. hear? She's going to put grass on roofs. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about uh, something slightly, uh, somewhat slightly more illiberal? Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. Um, Classically liberal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, and I think all of us believe that, like Lawrence Fox and the Reclaim Party, that Sadiq Khan makes us ashamed to be British, um, as he said in his uh, opening speech as a candidate. He is a fucking reactionary prick, um, as we know. And his manifesto and commitments, if he were to become mayor, which he won't because he's currently polling at 1%, uh, kind of reflects that. Uh, which he- is a lot less than the fucking YouTube guy, which is hilarious. Was, <laughs> yeah, did Lawrence Fox tied, say that? Tied with some guy with a bin on his Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah did Lawrence Fox say that um, at the time when he was rolling a cigarette on the top of the bus and then shouted at a random Asian guy, hey, Sadiq? Yes. Whoa, whoa, he was Ooh. rolling a cigarette. I didn't realise we had a badass running for there. <laughs> Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. In the open air, yeah, <laughs> it does a kickflip off the bus <laughs> without a mask on because that's was the it other a thing. normal cigarette or was it the devil's lettuce? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it was uh, it was Sick organic. It was organic homegrown tobacco from one of London's green rooftops. Um, <laughs> Tea leaves and banana peel, probably. Uh, can, can I just mention something on Camp Binface? Like, I didn't really look into him, but like, <laughs> his manifesto commitments were like, yeah, it's the Monster Revenue Party. It's fine. You get it. One pound croissants, um, reversing the tube escalators every day. But I did think it was really funny that he also, one of his manifesto promises was to finish Crossrail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't usually laugh at those things. I don't find them that funny, but that was really funny. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we de- on this podcast desperately want Crossrail to be uh, extended all the way uh, down the Thames so it can link up to a certain theme park that we're upset. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Tato Land. <laughs> uh, In uh, Ireland. Uh, the, the London Resort, but that's a very different episode. Uh, go back and listen to that when you have time. Episode 54. Yeah, The Woods Part 2, whatever the fuck it there was. was. Yeah. No, that was the one in uh, Liverpool. Oh, there's so many theme parks. Anyway, no. So Lawrence Fox wants to introduce a New York City style approach to crime, which is, of course, the completely discredited (laughs) broken windows uh, theory of policing. Which has just led to endless stop and search. Which, to, which, to my to my mind, is they smash your windows and then they beat your head in. Like, as far as I understand it, yeah. Did they already do that? Uh, imagine, yeah, I mean, imagine hasn't being, that been? Imagine being such a dipshit that you steal ideas from Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just want the Met to speak with a New York accent? Well, he wants something more. Because they're already pretty shitty. I mean, these these fucking freaks. These fucking freaks loved like cosplaying as Americans. They're, mm. you know, like if I don't know what the fucking American equivalent of a weeaboo is, but like that's what <laughs> he is. It's what the it's what the London mayor petition is. It's it's cosplaying as like the New York mayor. That's why Blair introduced it. He liked the look of it and didn't give it half the powers that the New York mayor has. So yeah. Um, but yeah. this, he he has some other uh, plans for for the Met uh, because uh, which can essentially be summarised in in the following line from the actual manifesto: Police will police streets and not tweets. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. Yes, I hate yes. this fucking prick more than it's like more than most people can conceive. Do you know what I mean? I wish he would just fuck off. He's just so tedious. He's the mm. only one in my I'm little what- book that's got his little autograph. All of them have just got their thing, but his one ends with his little. Autograph. It does, yeah. His, his... Oh, it's going to be. That's going to be. That mu- that mu- I was going to say that must be worth literally pennies on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
wonder how much was, Bitcoin you could get for that. I was watching, um, a, there was a TV show uh, called White Lines. It was on Sky. And I was quite enjoying it until I realized that one of the characters in it was him. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he plays like this hippie, uh, hippie X-rave burnout guy. Uh, he also wants to end the Mets obsession with diversity, which I'm... I'm- <laughs> Oh yeah, crushing diversity. Famous, famously fucking obsessed with that, like, aren't they? <laughs> I just want to come back to um, Adam's point, <laughs> like a rave burnout. Like, yeah, it does not surprise me that this man cannot, like, is just completely ahedonic, anhedonic rather. Like, yeah. he just completely burn out every single serotonin receptor in his brain, and everything in his life is just a grey mush. Because well, he kind of cos, I mean, he cosplays as a man who can have pleasure. He's always doing the pub thing of like, oh, beers, oh, rollies. Uh, and like, he doesn't look like he gains any pleasure from it. No, no, he, he's, he's, he's very dead inside. Um, he, speaking of the Met, uh, he also wants the Met to become a police force again, not a police service. Uh, I will roll back the gangsters, drug barons, pimps, oh. and organized criminals that target and thrive in struggling communities decay in deprivation. So those, you know, those Sharia no-go zones that are everywhere mm. in London, no more of them. Oh, is he going to get rid of them? He's got my vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the way, like, you'd think that might need a lot more police officers to get rid of all the, the, the ISIS boroughs, essentially. And, and the way he's going to do that is he's going to cut one-third of all London administration, so all the stuff's going to be gone. Um, for every city hall administrator removed, he wants to add 10 police apprenticeships. This is like if my dad ran for mayor or something. Do you know what I mean? Just like a <laughs> fundamental, like just a, an absolutely hardline refusal to understand anything about the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to put the world to rights. It's like, do you, do you think you might want to like look into how it works? No. Pretty sure I know everything already. And also you know something I mean? that even if you didn't specifically know how it works are completely contradictory. Like these areas are Sharia no-go zones at the same time as their drug-ridden hellholes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, it, he's gonna he's gonna get rid of the plague of hobgoblins that like fucking you know what I mean <laughs> steal from the markets every week or something probably. <laughs> no more dragon flyovers inside the M25. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just a stop to it, a blanket ban on any kind of like fantasy horse shit happening anywhere within London. He's gonna finally get to the bottom of why the why the iron ore from Nashkel is no good anymore. I, I, I mean, you put it like that, Jamie. I would absolutely vote for Lord Farquaad. Um, and and we're gonna get the civic pride back as well because, of course, he's invested in the statue culture war so he literally wants to add hundreds that's the word in the manifesto didn't his didn't his mid- manifesto didn't the cover of his manifesto had the churchill statue wearing a gag <laughs> yes it does <laughs> yes <laughs> churchill statue wearing a ball gag very out there but uh, you've got to respect it <laughs> in hundreds of statues like one two no, but specifically, he wants to add hundreds of military plaques and statues of people who won the Victoria Cross. Oh fuck! Off. So that's ten years. Uh, ten years in prison if you. That. Ten years in prison if you piss on a statue. You get to put someone else in prison for ten years if you come on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way for the the London mayor to legalize like the the fucking weed though isn't it is you just tell the police just ring the police every day and tell them that someone's like someone shifty's looking at the churchill statue and then the entire met will be deployed around that and you can smoke all the weed you want 
yeah, but that's why they get all these uh, police apprentices in. If they put Churchill statues everywhere, they're going to need like hundreds of guards around every statue. And if you put one on every street corner that they can see each other, then London's going to be safe. Put a Churchill statue on a barge and just let like set it adrift. <laughs> And then they all, like, you know what I mean? Like the Pied Piper, all the cops just run out of London and chase it down the town. About thousands of Tesla self-driving cars smashing into all the statues, littering every street corner, all on fire, being put out by police. It's how you occupy Well, I mean, he's also got a great plan for reviving both London. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you, Rob. I feel like, I feel like we've tapped this vein as much as it, like, it's, I think... I think we kind of get this guy's fucking gist, you no, know? No, 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 like... no, no. There's one more thing. Uh, it, he's reinvented the Laffer curve, but for cities. Because what he wants to do is, of course, he wants to get rid of masks. But to get London moving again, um, he's offering uh, six months of free public transport because of lockdown, which would cost roughly $500 million, uh, probably bankrupt, transferred for London. But it's fine because, according to him, London would earn that back and more because of increased commerce. You know, if you lower taxes... <laughs> secretly your revenues rise that's the way this works. well the thing is that's actually a really good pos- po- uh, policy do it forever but you know like actually think about you it know, <laughs> with 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 an actual taxation increase that would be a very good policy but because you have to be fucking insane to you know start uh, the fucking statue fucker st- uh, society for for mayor um <laughs> that is just inconceivable yeah so I the love, only we I only lo- have to be that. I love the way Sorry, people think words like trade and commerce is just one number that goes up or down. It's not like a flow or a relation or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, oh no, the number went up, so therefore everyone's yeah. right. And, and the London mayor's got a big like knob on his desk that he could push up or down to make the commerce go. And so he can't guys, won't do it. He keeps on turning the knife crime one, and he <laughs> won't turn the commerce oh, one. shit. <laughs> Most of these fuckers have a less complex understanding of London than they do a fucking SimCity 4. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> You'll regret this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I won't, you fucker. To prison with you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as a final thing, um, he and Sean Bailey also want one thing exactly the same. Post-lockdown, which is either immediate or very quick, if you're Sean Bailey, they want to have a Festival of London, a one-day full-on event that looks like the Edinburgh Fringe but is a festival of London for festival. So that's Lawrence Fox for you. Violent police repression. London's special guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, shall we move on to Brian Rose, who I know... Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, Do you guys know much about Brian Rose? I have no idea, so... Okay, no one... Virtually no one has. Unless you spend a lot of time on YouTube... Recently, he's been getting a lot of adverts, especially if you live in London, you get bombarded. His adverts, adverts are fucking everywhere. Okay, Brian Every- Rose used to have a YouTube show um, called oh, London God. Live with um, with a friend of his that used to be his Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor that was quite <laughs> into ayahuasca and um, esoteric shit. And they both bonded over long walks around central London and a mutual love of Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> so they started a really shit version of that with one guy who's kind of weird and Brian Rose, who is immediately off-putting. Um, he uh, Is the he, first guy, like, disarmingly weird? Um, um, he's just... He's just... Well, actually, like, he's just like every other MMA guy who's super into ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brian Rose 
Um, he retired from being a stockbroker when he was 41. He came from a bit of money, and he's Californian. He's very American. He um, does look... And he, his head is extremely American. Yeah, and all of the pictures are him <laughs> with, like, an overcast sky of London behind him. He looks like a Bond villain. Actually, he looks, yeah. like, he looks more like an old Batman villain. That's... that's um, oh, my God. <laughs> the pocket square, Holy the giant shit. red pocket square with, like, the vicious pinstripe suit. This is very <laughs> 1970s Bond villain. Yeah, he's amazing. He looks like a quest giver from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> my man be looking like a fucking, like, 16-lane emerald, right? <laughs> so, he had this, um, he, yeah, he retired from being a stockbroker and then started doing this London Live thing and then decided that he wanted to make money off London Live, ditched his partner and started selling business lessons. And they're like thousands and thousands of pounds. They're a massive ripoff. People hate him. And then he... <laughs> oh, put... so he's a Scientologist then. <laughs> then he started, Basically. then he decided that, hmm, I could make some money off the free speech grift. So he did a live stream interview with um, David Icke, where David Whoa. Icke immediately started talking about oh, how God. it's this is a pandemic, it's a 5G mass cull. And all this kind of stuff. YouTube take it off, and then he start <laughs> takes the video down, and he starts a crowdfunder for his free speech platform. He makes an awful lot of money on it, <laughs> which becomes a website. So what, what, which... wait, 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 wait. What, what, what was it? What was the point of this? Apart from that, free speech is good. What? What? what, what, what um, oh, what he's going to pump. Off? He's going to be able to put ideas out there that um, that YouTube won't allow. He's against the big yeah. tech companies. He was going to sue. Um, YouTube and Google with twenty five thousand pounds and win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking rock up to the headquarters and like throw a brick through their window, and, <laughs> and that's and then I'm gonna speed off in my fucking oldie timey like station wagon. <laughs> but um, so he got all this money, and then he's got on his website the free speechy website. He he pub he has some of the videos that can't be put on YouTube, but. Where he hosts them is someone found out he hosts them on Daily Motion, just like embeds them on his website. So he's not even paying for anything. You're not. I don't know where the money goes. <laughs> he just moved to a different platform to yeah. buy more pocket squares. One assumes because that's just glorious. <laughs> um, but that all fell all the money that all trying to have up. Dick Tracy killed. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that fell apart at like the start of last year. And now he, and then he immediately pivoted to, I'm running for London Mayor. <laughs> he has a massive battle bus, bought a load of billboards, and is driving around every borough asking people questions. He got stopped by the police a couple of times because he was, in the middle of the pandemic, was aggressively shaking people's hands and not wearing a mask. <laughs> this fucking king. <laughs> he must um, have dropped so much money, by the way, because he has like... Oh, yeah. Like, he projects that... Fit. He's like a business spirituality guy. Like, yeah. meditation <laughs> and all that kind oh of stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, I think he's overestimated the amount of money he needs to run for London Mayor of wearing pinstripe suits and sitting on plush velour seats at the back of a coach. <laughs> um, he's... Um, there's some other weird... Oh, that's it. Um, one of the weird things about him is he... His former business partner, partner he um, gave him a book when they first started working together... That was called. I've got it written down here. Um, it's just him. a threat. Was it? <laughs> it's called him. Far off. By, written by Iceberg Slim, and it's like this. And it's this like autobiography written by a pimp. Um, oh yeah. One of is the fundamental things is a pimp has got to know his whores, but not let them know him. He's got to be God all the way. It's all about <laughs> not really ever letting anyone know who you are and using people and manipulating them. 
Oh. And this is his favourite book. Um, his favourite fictional characters are like Gordon Gecko, and he talks about um, living American Psycho like it's like it's real, and reading it multiple times a year. Oh my god, this is this is somehow worse than like um, Sajid Javid reading Ayn Rand every year. <laughs> yeah, he knows he knows that like Patrick Bateman was delusional, right? Yeah. No, he doesn't. I don't think he does. Um, but also, to give you an idea of how much all of this has fallen apart for him, he has millions of um, like subscribers on his YouTube channel, but he very rarely gets more than 3,000 views now. That's how much he <laughs> fucked it last year and then decided at uh, his lowest ebb to run for mayor um, and has managed to grift quite a lot of money. This is just a grift, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, there, there are quite a number of grifts because, like, obviously, Lawrence Fox is also a fucking grift. I mean, clearly. yeah, um, he's going to, but as London Mayor, he's going to abolish the congestion charge and and launch a thirty-one day festival again. Mm. Another fucking festival. Yeah, what is it with these fucking people and festivals? Yeah. It's just, it's. I mean, I feel like it just ties into this anhedonia. These people cannot experience joy. They just know people go to festivals and generally have a good. They time. They just want to be invited to a party. <laughs> Just Where no one can refuse them. Yeah, um, <laughs> fucking, he wants... fucking judge dread of festivals. <laughs> he wants two hundred and fifty. I'm paying for this. Centers. Eat those Pringles. <laughs> two hundred and fifty community centres paid for by big business, of mm-hmm. course. Um, well, right. Ten thousand new community police. So ah, oh, ten thousand. Yeah, I don't know where he's going to find record. Um, but then his house building one is particularly good. Build 50,000 affordable homes by Christmas. And then 100,000 <laughs> every year after that. He's going to use, he says, modern modular housing technology. His little ad video has like the, the modules. Like, oh, so shipping containers. So fucking, shipping containers, yeah. Shipping yeah. containers, yeah. Shipping containers. I'm thinking yeah. shipping containers in the, in the um, crash zone around London City Airport. That's where I think he's, he's playing. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like this oh is, my god! Like the whole that 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 whole idea of like oh yeah, just turn a shipping container into like um, housing. Never like shipping containers are very expensive at the moment <laughs> because there's yeah. like a, a global shortage of them. <laughs> and never mind the fact that there's oh my god, I don't even know why I'm giving him the fucking time of day. If I'm honest, <laughs> thinking about it for more than ten seconds is more than he's fucking worth. This is like such um, a 2021 Christmas like Christmas Carol where it's just like. Finally, little Timmy, we have a home. As they like crawl into a shipping <laughs> container while, like, while an airplane just smacks into it. Like, <laughs> is that that the opening scene of? Oh, shit, what's the um the horrible film with all the computer game characters in? Oh, Ready oh, Player One. Ready yeah, player when they're all living yeah. in the shipping containers, it's like looking at it going, and they're all mm. stacked on top of each other. It's like, yeah. yeah, we could have that. That would be lovely. <laughs> Um, but one of the also one of the best. He looks so uncomfortable in a suit because for years all he used to wear is um, those. Um, I imagine we've all we've all worn them at some point. Those camo cargo shorts and like and t <laughs> shirts. That's what he wore for years. And then he and met he had a, um, Dan Payne. He had like a soul patch. Like a, <laughs> oh, he did have a soul patch as well. Yeah, he did have a soul patch. Yeah, no. and amazing. then he met and then he met Dan Payne, the the like um, the millionaire MMA grifter guy. from Jacksonville. And then decided to just wear suits. <laughs> but yeah, that's Incredible. him. He's delightful. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> the, the, well, he's the best candidate so, so far. So far, yeah. I mean, there is another spiritualist uh, running, by the way, by the actual name. And I can't just, it's just, it's too apt. Uh, his name is actually Peter Gammons. <laughs> 
Um, so when, when I first heard this guy's name, I thought it was like a bit. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. no way. Gammon's no literally way. Gammon's for London. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't write that. If you wrote that oh, for a satire, it would be too on the nose. Yeah. Um, oh. He's he's running uh, on behalf of UKIP, who who are still around because they haven't split and gone bankrupt enough. My favorite bit, by the way, I was look, doing some research for this guy, and I went to the UKIP uh, website, and they have a novel way of funding the party. They have now their own lottery scheme where you can buy tickets, <laughs> and every month they they raffle off <laughs> solid gold sovereigns. Oh, see, that's oh, disappointing. That's so they should good. go for a meat raffle. They should go for a classic meat raffle. They should be yeah. more authority or or um oh, authentic, more authenticrat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I I I gotta say, like on a top Pound of, of beef kit, I I love the fact that fucking um Farage, you know, all he does now is like flog gold and like do cameos, which liberals just cannot. Advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like liberals just can't help but throw their fucking money at him, getting so oh, Brexit's bad actually. And it's like, yeah, you really owned him there. Uh, yeah, so he, um, Peter Gammons, is also a spiritualist. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> fucking you, kid. <laughs> Uh, it, this is from his own from his own private website. It is historically documented. A website for money. It is it is historically documented that he has spoken to some of the largest events in history, including for the past twenty three years at the main El Shaddai Catholic rallies in the Philippines. So he hmm. is a televangelist. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. He's got the look in this little in this little booklet of mine. He's like it's. It's really badly designed because he's wearing like a black turtleneck and it's on a black background, so it just looks like a floating head. I mean, he, he, he when does... you said when you said spiritualist and said he'd spoken to the largest gatherings in the world, I thought he was going to say, "Well, most of the people there were dead." No, no, they were all alive. I mean, there's there's photos of him at this rally, um, which are either very bad photoshops or real, and I cannot for the life of me work out what it is. Um, but he's also a best-selling author of many books. He claims on his website, although I tried desperately to find these books and I couldn't find them, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're, be- they're best sellers purely because they're in high demand <laughs> i assume I, I, I assume that's how it works he's, he's much like brian rose he's also a uh, success opportunity speaker and he has <laughs> done uh conferences that which themes including the secrets of success health and happiness how to create your own dream world and his 15 part school of success how to create your dream world. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed Sleep. That is how you create your. <laughs> so he's also got a series of testimonials about how great he is, which is all like these uh, uh, televangelists and like American, uh, you know, mega church uh, ripoff artists, including Oral Roberts, who's like one of the grandfathers of the American like televangelical oh, well, yeah. uh, conservative. I'm sorry, his name's what? Oral, Oral Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, was... This motherfucker called Oral Roberts. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's a vicious. Oh. That man is viciously unpleasant. Like, don't mistake the name. Like, he's uh, uh, one of those guys. He was more on majority, like Jerry Falwell, you know? Yeah, he was around years ago. Yeah, wasn't yeah, he? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the first incarnation of the moral majority. Exactly. Um, yeah. In in his launch video, which is amazing, because uh, it's clearly taped in his apartment and he can't do single takes, so it cuts like every 20 seconds because you know he's had to do a new take. Because he says slurs. 
it opens it opens <laughs> with and i think it's like the second or third line and if you think back to the magic of you of the cocktail days he literally also says it's it's in your hands which i just thought was Fantastic. an amazing callback oh. and then a little bit later on he, he <laughs> literally includes the following remarks many people see ukip as the far right which we are not oh well that's that i'm glad that's been sorted out <laughs> in his manifesto i'll keep it brief jamie uh because i know you love elon musk so much he has the following plan for london he wants to convert the existing underground network in london called war tunnels post office tunnels bt tunnels into walkways safe cycle lanes and the first pod underground transport system fantastic the tube, the tube smaller <laughs> yeah personalized <laughs> tubes great i mean apart from yeah. that it's pretty similar to sean bailey and to uh what's his face uh, you know all the others he hates lockdown he <laughs> believes that the solution to ethnic division is not supporting anarchistic organizations who wish to de- decimate our police um <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the police <laughs> our police not I the do, police he's abolishing the I police do. <laughs> I do love that contradiction in terms of though like anarchistic organizations. Yeah. Um he also wants <laughs> Don't to want to get sued. Yeah. Um he wants to also recruit 8000 more police because who doesn't want more police? Um and he does have a novel solution for the homeless which he wants to reopen World War 2 era air raid shelters as temporary housing. Great. Uh tube stations then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, there weren't that many separate air raid shelters. There were tube stations and things in people's gardens. Yeah, uh, but apparently it's <laughs> air raid shelters that's going to solve this. And apart from, oh, it- could you imagine if like he just fucking guy just turns up to your like your like house share in London somewhere someday, and like with a fucking JCB, and he's like, "Oh, we're here to dig up your garden, mate." <laughs> <laughs> um, and and his way uh, of of funding all this largesse and the air raid shelters and the eight thousand more police. Uh, was uh, I thought was very good. He wants to introduce the London Lottery to fund the city. All lotteries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and of course, um, he's done a whole series of videos about Sadiq Khan's evil war on motorists, the low um, pollution zone. Oh, the, every, every single one of these freaks has such a bee in their bonnet about these low traffic zones. It's incredible. But they're just all Jeremy Cars, cars is very important to the right wing imaginary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cars are incredibly important to those people. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is. His name is is Peter Gammons, and he is a American gospel success preacher. And he also will not be the next mayor of London because he is currently. He also had a one hit wonder. <laughs> what? Sorry, I didn't even find. Um, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, he had a one hit wonder of a song about going to the beach, and the video is him with long hair. Oh, oh yeah, yeah Nicki Minaj, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you could confuse the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy mistake to make. But he, to be sure, will also not be mayor of London because he is comfortably mm-hmm. polling along with Lawrence Fox and Lord Binface at a mighty one percent of the vote. Oh, that was a figure I forgot to say about Brian Rose. Right at the start of all of it, he was claiming that he was there was odds on to win, and he's the only person that could beat Sadiq Khan because the bookies had him at three to one because he put a load of money on himself <laughs> <laughs> to, to fuck the oh, odds. That is so smart. I love it. That's amazing. And then, he's, the then he started debate, demanding that Sadiq Khan debate him because, you know, the bookies say I'm going to win. <laughs> I, I like, are you going to change their logo to just a pair of dice in an alley? <laughs> all these gambling schemes, they get their money through gambling. They're going to solve, like, fiscal problems with gambling. 
but yeah, I mean, those are those are essentially the main uh, lot. I think we wanted to to talk about. Uh, there's a bunch of other complete has-beens and uh, know nothings. Uh, anybody in particular uh, you guys want to mention? Um, um, there's that- Steve Kelleher for for um, the STP, the party that is surprisingly still around. Um, yeah, who, saw, he looks I like a contact that. juggler. So that's <laughs> a, a yeah. contact juggler. Uh, what, there's, sorry, there's con- a whole thing with sorry, sorry, a content juggler, contact juggler. You know those people who hold like a ball, they juggle, but it's like they hold a crystal ball and they move it around their hands in a weird way. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, like um, <laughs> well, sign David me Bowie in uh, fucking Labyrinth. Yeah, I'm saying he looks yeah. like a sex offender, <laughs> basically, <laughs> with more steps. <laughs> <laughs> legally speaking this podca- podcast cannot say whether he is or is not a sex offender but we are going to assume that he is not for legal reasons <laughs> but he definitely the, contact the weird thing is like it's not really <laughs> pertinent to like london mayor conversation but the sdp and it is the original branding of the sdp is now like a um like a traditionalist party well there's many mm. of those they're um supposedly left wing but like uh like economically left wing socially right wing Oh, proper sake. kind of like verging like a hair's breadth from blood and honor stuff Fantastic. seriously seriously the only other one that i was that i saw was um the rejoin eu party which is getting money from vault the pan-european party and mentions more about being about the politically homeless than the actual than the actual homeless oh my god that is that's sublime <laughs> yeah is um is rejoining europe something that's under the lo- the mayor of london's remit <laughs> um, there was there he was says something... that he'll just be a powerful voice for rejoining <laughs> he used to work in financial money. services a powerful the voice something... he's just going to stand on like one like London Bridge and just belt out short you <laughs> he'll just be our special was... guy for joining Europe again <laughs> there was something in the Lib Dem manifesto about providing London passports to EU oh, citizens. Oh, for fuck's sake. I love to I love to like have turning the London into an actual city state in my manifesto. Yeah. Oh there was someone there was someone in here who had the idea for, who had enough there was another one who had like the idea for London passports. Uh, um who wanted to give um give every London person like ID so they could occasionally get to have free travel on the tube. Okay, well well next next time I, I go to France I will just show my uh Euro Disney passport and they'll let me in for sure. <laughs> do we very quickly want to talk about um roger hallam and burning pink adam i know you had uh thoughts about yeah uh, just so valerie brown is the burning pink uh candidate for mayor burning it's a cool logo it looks like a good tattoo that you'd see on a 20 year old burning pink beyond politics you know it's, uh, oh god it's, it's fuck me but like their whole their their whole thing is the same as their kind of larger manifesto, which is just citizens' assemblies. I've got a real bee in my bonnet about citizens' assemblies because, like, the idea is that you hand over all decision making to randomly selected assemblies of people who will then make legally binding decisions. It's it, and and like their idea is these these assemblies would automatically like reduce carbon emissions and do like green policies. <laughs> it's like, are you are you fucking are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. There's a there's like, an awfully large asterisk next to that. I feel <laughs> it's just this fucking. Oh, shall I read? It's a quick, like, shall look, I read a quick line from their manifesto? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is national because they don't really have one for London because it's extremely dumb. Our aim to bring down the government or to win the elections. Brackets, whichever happens. <laughs> <laughs> brackets. Uh, that's actually my website. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's literally followed by brackets. Whichever happens first. 
Um, <laughs> and to replace the government with citizen assemblies, uh, citizen assemblies c- can address the climate and ecological crisis, make sure we look after each other properly, and set directions for everything else. Period. Done. <laughs> it's what really, what I really hate about it is it's this hand waving gesture. It's like, oh, don't worry. When we get in, we won't actually have to do anything. It will just happen. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, don't worry, it's democratic. Like when you're, when you're like, I know like socialism, workplace democracy, all that is all good, but there's a different context for like workplace democracy. You're, mm. you're voting mutual for the good of, yeah, there's mutual interests. Uh, even when you vote like in FT, F, FTPT, first past the post, um, you vote in a representative. There's supposedly like a link. There's some kind of accountability. This is just random people. You're just muddying the connection between these like representatives and the people they're supposed to represent. There's yeah. no like backstop against bad decisions. There's no like um, accountability for it. It's just like, oh yeah, we got together and we decided to just pump more carbon. Well, into the air. well, well, sort of. Because like, yeah. if you read the manifesto quite closely and like the organizational structure. They do say that, like, uh, in the Burning Pink Party, because they want to organize their own party along these same lines by essentially handing party power over to, like, a bunch of randos every six months or, or nine months or something like that, and then they would make decisions. <laughs> every 20 minutes, you have to get up and swap chairs with the person next to you, and eventually <laughs> you end up in the halls of power. <laughs> yeah, but there's a big but at the end of this, because it does say that, like, those decisions will be vetted and then, like, implemented or whatever by the National Executive Committee, which will be nine people, which, mysteriously enough, all the founders are on. So, you know... Wow. <laughs> What could go wrong? So why why do it? Like why do it? Why insert this other thing in there? It's not even real participation. My uh, goodness. I, I, I love to like essentially gen- uh, create a random policy generator that I just go eh, like that one. Eh, don't like that one. You know <laughs> this one. Uh, burn children. Uh, burn some children. That's an improvement. We'll go with that one instead. But they they do have an idea for the for the police. And I'll read again from the National Manifesto. <laughs> 6,000 more, please. Uh, no, uh, it's different. Our leaflets say to the police, stop being a prat, stop arresting us, and go and arrest that fucker, the Prime Minister. Because they do swear. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what oh, police always do. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll fucking, yeah, that's proper that'll something. A strongly worded pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> per my last email... <laughs> because they they do swears they do swears because they're free and wild and anarchist and not really but they just they're like it's the most bird brain vibe party I've I think I've ever come across it's the whole manifesto is just like we want good vibes not bad vibes and the good vibes as embodied by random citizens will sort us out they have to be an op I'm sorry like <laughs> yeah, no, yeah no way. <laughs> they, they also note, I think, somewhere um, that, like, yeah. Opinion, satire, satire, opinion. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also note somewhere, it's like, uh, we started Extinction Rebellion, which went to like 100,000 people, and we can do it again. Okay. All right. Do it. Uh, yeah, it worked out great last time, didn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Um, Piers, Piers Corbyn is also running on a no mask platform, and of course, all oh, the London yeah. hacks are saying, Oh, look, it's Corbyn. Oh, oh, oh. His yeah. website had an awful lot of words in block capitals. I, I, yeah, I, I like had the thing down, and it's like, you know, end lockdowns, no vaccine passports, defend council housing. Okay, fine. But you can't really, reading it out, you can't get the strength, the sheer power of the amount of times he alternates caps lock, cap locks, and <laughs> lowercase lettering. <laughs> He has got a real flair for word art. <laughs> oh, that would be... 
Oh, that's great. He could probably go work for the Labour design team then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, none of us can vote. So which of these fine candidates will, will have the uh, official pod backing of We Don't Talk About the Weather? I genuinely don't know if I can be asked to vote. <laughs> no, I'm not voting. No, I, no I'm sorry. Like, like, so here's the thing, right? I know, right? I know Sadiq Khan is, like, going to win. And I don't feel, I don't want Sean Bailey to win, but I don't feel like there's any requisite uh, mechanism for being able to punish people you don't like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's a real downfall of our democratic system. I want Sadiq None of Khan these people to win. <laughs> because yeah. there is no one else. I'm deadly serious. Like I need to look at the London Assembly stuff. I might vote for that because there might be, you know, a left-wing party there that I could, that I could vote for. But there is no... Everyone we've read out here has been like um, liberal or right wing, and that was the whole that was the whole plan to get elections back to that. Mm. I've never had anyone I can vote for, never had anyone I could comfortably put on the ballot. And like, given the fact that there's no way that I can punish, I can engineer it so that Sadiq Khan scrapes in by the skin of his teeth. I don't see the reason to like go out and su- support that. And that even and, they, and then you know? even then even if you could engineer that it would be it would still be considered like a you know like a, re- a resounding endorsement of yeah. Keir Starmer's politics and yep. it's just like okay great which is why so, I that's the other thing as well that I forgot to say about Brian Rose and why actually he will be getting my vote is he is an <laughs> avid avid break dancer and has posted numerous break dancing videos <laughs> on his YouTube <laughs> seriously yeah they're amazing. <laughs> So I will be voting for the, and they're always hashtag B boy. So I will be voting for him. <laughs> no, I, I won't be voting for Brian Rose. I will probably not be voting for anyone. I might vote for someone on the left. On the we we haven't local talked about assembly. the Greens, but that's Sean Berry, and I think she's also pretty shit. So, you know, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about the Greens you know. because there's no point. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Like, who are you going to give? You're not going to reward anybody on this list. No. no. Fuck it. No. There's no. a there's the Animal Welfare Party. Um, who are going to expand biodiversity? Okay. Um, and end speciesism. Isn't isn't the uh, candidate for that pie? I I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. And his last I heard that she was like turfy. It would it would me. it would not surprise me uh, at all. That was it also would not the, surprise the me that they've got nothing but. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's the green part of England, Wales. So yeah, of course it's turfy. But I think I think the animal welfare, animal welfare mm. lady was uh, specific turfy, turfy as well. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. No, that's just... Yeah. To be honest, I, I feel I feel less bad about, like, not voting for this because essentially you, like, even as a socialist, you are just voting for the literally a capitalist manager. That is yeah. literally what the mayor's job is. You can argue about prime minister and all that kind of stuff, and you can't argue this is literally capitalist a capitalist handmaiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing uh, else. It'd be, it would be, like, you know in bizarro world where you somehow managed to elect like an, an ardent socialist or communist as like mayor of London and how fucking hilarious that would be because well, I mean we had Ken and what happened to Ken he's the one who like I mean okay yeah he yeah, did I fight a really so. long battle against the privatization of the tube but he is the one who started off like the housing situation that we're in he was the one who let property developers in it that was his in his plan like it's not really talked about that much but he's he started oh uh, yeah 
Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's another optimism-filled podcast uh, coming to you from, <laughs> <laughs> from 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 dueling show notes, which I greatly enjoyed, I must say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Do you guys want to want to plug your shit? Or not shit, very uh, good podcast that I do actually listen to. <laughs> yeah, you guys just do, yeah, you do your do your little thing that we know you came on to do. <laughs> over the speaker and let out a turd and then we put it up on the internet. <laughs> you oh, could, the um, Romaniacs. You could uh that's, you could, that's you fucking could follow- brutal. You can't just call people the Romaniacs. That's fucking hard. Actually, is it possible? Is it possible to to put out a turd and like press it into a vinyl and send it out? It could be like a like a turd zine that you listen to. That'd be right. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can follow us at Twitter um, at uh, wdtatw underscore podcast. You can follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing. You can follow me at Being Bergamo. And yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast. We don't talk about the weather at all. Good outlets. Uh, yeah. Podcast. And you can follow us uh, on at PraxisCast and you can buy our great merchandise and other fine products in our Teespring store, which we'll put a link in the show description. Buy our tats because um, then, I don't know. And also subscribe to our we need YouTube to, we channel. Need to keep, we, need to keep, we need to keep Jamie in biscuits. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think Jamie will get more tiered rewards from YouTube uh, if we get more subscribers. So just look for us on PraxisCast because Jamie does actually like put this thing on youtube with like photos and stuff and it's kind of cool so you should subscribe yeah if you're one of the 10 people who looks at it on youtube (laughs) (laughs) but with your support we can make it a strong 11 and put ten thousand more police on (laughs) anyway i think that'll oh well thanks uh yeah thanks thanks for coming on guys yeah no no worries thank you it's been a blast yeah Yeah. all right well um goodbye everybody cheers bye-bye see ya You do a clap at the end as well. No, we just we just let it peter out and die. That's just more our style.